Welcome. Welcome to the First Capital Vineyard Podcast. In this season, we're exploring our faith journeys and stories. Everyday Christians with extraordinary tales of hope, faith, and love. Our stories make us who we are. They are a powerful means of encountering and sharing Jesus and His kingdom. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Listeners, we're here today to um, basically just hear stories of hope. And I, I'm sure you all know like what's going on um, around the world at the moment. We've got um, a pandemic happening, and um, it's just so obvious that people are crying out for um, some hope and some light in this time. It's going to follow a pretty simple format. We're just going to run through some questions and hopefully some some interesting things um, come up. And I guess we'll just get straight into it. Hi, Nick. Welcome. It's awesome to have you here. G'day, Johnny. Thanks for having me. I'm Nick. Nick, um, Nick Beatty. Um, known, known you for a bit. Hey, Johnny. So um, it's really good. Thank you for inviting me down to, um, to share a bit tonight. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, we've known each other for like, I don't know how long it must be. Like it must be near on 20 years. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Solid 20 years. Yeah-ish. Um, I still remember your um, wedding. Yeah, it's a standout memory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sort of do as well. <laughs> yeah, that no. was a hot day. Yeah, hot day in Nelson. Uh, Blenheim. 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 Yep. Blenheim. Blenheim. Spring Creek. Know that much? Yeah. So so hot that the um, boys' shirts melted to the seats in the church, uh, and there's a few sort of brown marks on back of pe- back of shirts at the end of it. It was quite quite funny. Yeah, and then <laughs> so, um, Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you were in? I was in. So played played in the band, yeah, for the reception, and then forgot to eat my, my own um, wedding cake. <laughs> it was gone by the time I got there. I just got the crumbs. Yeah, that was that was good that was cake. Good I probably had your bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, the first question is, uh, how did you come to the Lord? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good. Well, it's a good question. I suppose a um, bit of a bit of a long story for me, um, and. Um, yeah, there, there is a little bit of the cliche of you know being growing up in a, in a Christian family, but there's, there's also a very personal personal journey as part of that as well, making your own decision. And um, I think I was, I was thinking about this question, and it was a, a kind of a few key kind of points at which I really felt my relationship deepen with um, with the Father. And I, um, I yeah, I kind of grew, grew up kind of accepting that God was was real real, real in my life. And I do remember one instance when I was maybe about nine or ten, and I used to get these really, really bad headaches and getting, you know, just so bad. And I remember one one afternoon saying, oh, "I was just bad, really bad headache. Just took myself to bed, um, lay downstairs, and um, just this this pain kind of overwhelmed me. And I was um, just started singing, and I was, I was just singing the songs that coming to my head, like Christian songs, and just singing them out loud, and also kind of crying at the same time. And I felt like I was bawling and bawling and and almost crying, really just almost yeah just crying and shouting these in songs and then when I came I stopped it's just this peace came over me and the headache was broken it was gone and I was like whoa um I went up to see mum and dad 
they were all just still watching TV and I was like, did you hear me cry? Would you hear me crying out? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I said, well, my headache's gone. <laughs> it's like, well, and I've never had a headache like that again. And I really felt that that was God God healing me in that, in that, at that point in time. And I've, yeah. And, um, yeah, so situations like that, that was that was one. Um, so so was that when you were nine? I think that was, yeah, I can't remember exact age, but it was nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was around that age. Yeah. Um, sort of, you know, went to church and whatnot but I remember another another time where we were over overseas and where it really struck home because there's one thing about believing in God but there's the other bit that he's, he wants a relationship with you and feeling his love for you kind of thing and and I remember we were over at this um, mum, mum and dad went over to some training over in, in um, the US and we were out on a ranch and um, had bare feet and we're running around this is when I was about 15 or 16 or something like that and we're just um, and I remember dad felt really really um, pressed to just wash out wash everyone's feet sort of reproduce kind of what what jesus did for the disciples and i was like nah dad you're not going to wash my feet but it was sort of like sneaking off to the corner but then it happened and you know he washed my my dad washed my feet and that was like but that for me was like boom it was kind of just really struck me really deeply and i remember on that same you know just the the, the love that a father father god or that jesus had for his disciples and that god even god would you know have that have that compassion for me. Um, I invited the Holy Spirit into my life, learned to speak in tongues, and I remember going for a walk on my own, and that was when I started to walk, um, walk and talk with God. And I remember walking and talking with God that day, and walking out um, away from the ranch and along the along the hills, and walking in and out of valleys. And he he, he talked to me about how I would, in certain stages of my life, see quite a long way as I went into a valley. I was sort of around the corner of the side of a hill, but then as I, I would come up to another ridge line, you know how the, the the horizon comes close and you can't see what's around the next bend. And he was talking to me about, uh, I will tell you, I'll tell you what's going to happen around the next bend in your life when when you're ready for it, you know. So it was kind of kind of a series of things like that, really. Yeah, yeah. And then the obvious the obvious one I think, which we kind of all get to do, is kind of when you leave home for the first time. And I um I was kind of deciding. I was weighing up whether to go to, to go to university. Mum and Dad were quite keen for me to go to um, yeah, university, and I was like, "Oh, um, God, shall I go to Christchurch or not?" You know, for second year university, go down to study engineering, and I was kind of like uh, quite scared of it, you know. But I, that was when I felt like he audibly said to me, "Go," and um, so go down to Christchurch, and that's kind of when you're out of out of the family life, and you and you get to kind of create a life for yourself for the first time. You know, what am I going to shape myself up to be, and am I going to carry on going to church? Am I going to, you know, um, am I going to be a Christian going forward? And I do remember kind of that kind of like, and the the realization of that can be like a little bit lonely as well. And that's when, um, yeah, I just really felt to cling on, cling on to God and hold on to Him. And, and I decided, I decided that I was going to carry on following Him and and go and go deeper with Him. And um, that was really a key key point, probably probably the main point in my life where I decided, okay, away from my family, away from my parents, on my own, I'm going to create myself as a Christian, as a person that follows God. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Um, I guess three things like stick out to me there. Like mm. you had like basically an encounter with the miraculous, mm. like really early on. Mm. Um, and then you had this thing with the, with his voice, mm. like hearing and he was saying, you know what, I'm going to tell you what's around the next mm. hill. Mm. But then I also like that there was that decision 
and like I feel like those three things you know are pretty fundamental in um hmm. knowing the Lord. I wonder if you can um tell me a little bit more about like um I guess your journey with hearing the Lord. Yeah. Like and does it connect back to like how, you know, even when you were like eight or nine, it sounds like you kind of worshipped and that was maybe one way you heard the Lord, but you know, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but yeah, I don't recall like that at that age, but I um, um, I do recall mum and dad kind of playing worship music in the car and stuff, and us all singing along and whatnot. We we're, were just, but we enjoyed. I think we enjoyed singing. Um, I think that first walk with God. Um, I I tend to hear God when I'm walking. Um, I'm walking in the in the bush or out in the open. It's kind of like you get to a place where your body's doing something, and you just you can your mind can kind of drift and, and and pray. And often, if I have a big decision to make or something's weighing on my shoulders, I'll go for a walk. Um, and that's I don't know, yeah. Or things are causing me anxiety or worry and things like that. You go for a walk, and often, case it just somehow cleanses me, or I commune. I don't know with God. I remember. Just like, yeah, we talked about my wedding before and it was like, again, I had this massive decision to make, should I ask Rose to marry me or not? And I remember being up in, um, up in a flat in Sister Road. Um, I think you moved into that flat after I maybe moved out and I was like, oh, what am I going to do here? I felt like I'd reached a point of decision. It's either go, you know, make the decision to marry someone or break up. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, okay, go for a walk. So I walk, went up on the hill. I just remember this this night walking up onto the top of the hill up on um, Tinakori Tiahu Mairangi Hill up here and um, sitting down on, on the on the grass and saying, God, like, shall I marry this um, this beautiful woman or not? Um, I'll make it sound so easy, but <laughs> she is and she was. But yeah, it's, a big, it's a life decision, right? You know, you want to marry the right person. And, um, and at that moment, I didn't know this was going to happen. The moons just started rising above the horizon. And I just felt this kind of like this fleece moment, you know, like in the, I just, and there was dew on the grass around me and I was dry. And I was like, I was so convinced. It was just like this massive surety that I was supposed to marry Rose. I was so confident. I ran down the hill, jumped on the blower straight away, phoned, phoned her parents and said, can I marry you? And that was, her mum was like, that's the best idea you've ever had <laughs> or something. So I was like, yeah, it's like, yeah. And, and yeah. Um, how many years later, what, 17 years later, it was, it was 100% the right decision. But just, yeah, just that's how I um, come back to God, I think. And sometimes it's, it's hard, you know, it is day to day, it's kind of hard to get that kind of commune with God. I don't know. I mean, some people are able to do it in, every day, but I do find, yeah, when I'm walking, yeah, it's um, when I kind of get to hear him the most. Yeah. And I guess we're allowed to do that at the moment. Yeah. You're allowed to go um, <laughs> exercising by yourself and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe this is your chance I when know. you're working at home. Yeah, you can yeah. um, go for a wander, take a few more walks. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I um, I relate to that story about whether you should get married or not. Like I remember thinking about it with Jolly, but I don't think I had nearly as much um, crystal. Um, Clarity, but it's interesting how you do like you have to mull it over and you do like then you just have to jump on the deep end. Yeah. Um yeah. so what about um this idea of making decision like 
continuous decision to follow the Lord? Because you did mm. that when you were a teenager, but mm. I'm interested to know like if that's been a bit of a recurring theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has been. I mean, um, it has been. So it's there's major decisions, I suppose. There's life changing decisions where you do that, but there's also decisions in certain certain circumstances um, where you still have to decide, right? So there's temptation and there's sort of situations. I remember at university, um, there was um, the time where I there was a mate of mine, uh, Jerem. He um, I, call, I say that he rescued me from a situation um, because I was quite tempted. Because um, as you, when you're ten, when you're twenty twenty one and people have these twenty firsts and um, uh, wanted him to invite a dancer along to the yeah their twenty first party, and you knew kind of what was going to happen. So everything was quite interesting, and I was like, okay, what happens at this and stuff? So I was going to sift around, and he said, okay, we got to go now, buddy. So we 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 left, you know. And I'm really pleased that you know those sorts of things where actually having a buddy at the time was actually really really good for me. Um, I didn't actually have, I guess, whether or not I would have made the right decision or not. Um, you, you, yeah, so I think God, God was in that situation, gave me a buddy at that time. But um, there's other times where, yeah, totally, you have to make um, make decisions. Sometimes you don't make the right ones. But um, um, I guess the um, other ones where we, once once Rose and I got got married, um, she was keen, Rose was really keen to go over to the UK, and um, that was a big big call for us. It was a big call for me because I'd been to the UK as a, as a kid and wasn't that keen to go. Um, but felt again, felt God was telling me to go to London, and so we went over there for four years in the end, and um, and that was that was great. And then um, the opportunity came up actually to work to work for a church over there for a year, 12, 12 months, and um, it was again another big decision. It's like shall I shall I quit my engineering job, which was which was going okay, and and take it take a year out to do to do this, and um, made that call. And I remember um, Friday noons off. It was Friday noon, Friday afternoons um, off over there, and Friday noon, afternoons off are amazing. You know, everyone else is going to work, and you're sitting in the park and and and, and rejoicing. But um, that was God taught me something really, really powerful through that 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 year. To be honest, um, He taught me about how hard it is to be a leader of a church, and not to take the leadership of a church for granted. Um, not that I was, I was working in a church, but some really tough things happened in that church that year. And, you know, you think if you're going into ministry that things that God's going to really look after you and protect you and, and help things go really well. But um, in essence, things didn't go really well for a number of different ways. Uh, and it was really, really, really challenging those 12 months. And at the end of it, um, I, I knew one thing and I knew that I was meant to be an engineer. <laughs> it was like, which is kind of crazy, but God, I think God, that was a journey that God took me on and he also challenged my relationship with him. It was like, yeah, it's like, um, he just showed me and the opportunity to come in to, to run a church came up later on and I was like so sure from that experience that I wasn't the right person for it. Do you know what I mean? And it, it helped other decisions. So you never, yeah, God God has these plans. You never know what's going to happen and he grows you through the circumstances. It's just amazing, amazing. Yeah. Mm. I still remember um, having that roast lamb in uh, London, yeah. visiting your yeah, yeah. Um, flat. Yeah. That was crazy. Like how many years ago was that? That was a while. Yeah, yeah. We came back in, the, um, in 2008 um, when mm. Lehman Brothers were going kind of bankrupt in the GFC. So, yeah. Yeah, we didn't realise that at the time, but it was a good time to come to come home. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, no, it was a good experience, but we did. I think we did our time when we were ready to come back to New Zealand. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the next big question is um, how do you experience a lot? I mean, we've touched a bit on it, but like, you know, people are so diverse in this respect. Like you've talked a little bit about walking and that's how you encounter God. But uh, uh, have there been some like other mainstays in terms of experiencing the Lord? And um, I guess also on top of that, like, you know, have there been, um, I guess, turning point moments in your life in terms of experiencing the Lord? Mm. Mm. Um, I suppose being a musician, I, I love, I, I do experience a lot of God through, through, through worship and through singing. And, um, and I guess going back to your question, you know, before about, you know, we used to drive in the car, um, long drives up to Gisborne and, and mum and dad, we'd into music, uh, vineyard music back then and, you yeah, be listening and singing to these vineyard, uh, vineyard songs um, and, you know, singing to God, um, kind of love songs in the way, but they were quite, quite fun. We weren't really thinking about that. Um, but um, I, I find... I don't know. I, I really um, find that music breaks something. It's so I love I love how just picking up a guitar and singing some words can break an atmosphere or change change a room. It's just and how God through power. There's some powerful words out there. You know the psalmists, you know psalms and whatnot, and how they just just change things. But for me. Um, yeah, I do remember um, back back at church. That was probably when I was you know, 13, 14, 15 maybe. I remember um, one time in a worship service, like um, I just started. I think this is the the first time I'd really uh, encountered God in a worship. But closing my eyes and, and lifting my hands, and I felt this kind of fire through me, and um, and I was like, "What's all that about?" Um, talked to mum and dad, or talked to the mothers, and they said, "Oh, maybe that's the Holy Spirit kind of touching you in the worship." I haven't. I don't think I've ever felt that. Um, felt like that that since but so often he does touch me in, in worship um and sometimes even uh, probably more recently 
I felt that I should be more freer in my worship and um, I felt challenged in a way that um, I felt challenged in a way that if we're worshiping God, why shouldn't we be as why He's promised us freedom, and in a way I should meet Him in that freedom, you know. And um, I can't believe that I was I've actually been ended up waving a flag every now and then and things like that. Where well, I think I was waving it so hard I broke the stick. <laughs> recently <laughs> was that recently oh that was probably last year or something and probably one of the easter suit i can't remember but i just felt this um sometimes it feels like you know the music is making warfare do you know what i mean and i just feel this i've just i don't know it's more recently where i was just like i can feel this upwelling of we need to fight this fight this battle and waving a flag is just like the ultimate um you know, it's an ultimate symbolic thing of, of waving. And I was, I could hear this, in that scenario, in that instance, I could hear this whooshing sound. That was, you know, this, and I could tell, like I had this picture of this flag waving through the sky of this massive battle flag. And so I grabbed, grabbed this flag and just tried to make the sound with it. And it's like, this, you know, and across the people and... How that, um, you know, hopefully I felt freedom from it. I mean, hopefully that would um, just to release people into into worship, into freedom, and to break the chains. It's so cool. Like that's what I find with music. You know, be able to if people can come into a place. I don't know, and just be free. Come back to point zero again, away back from all of the baggage and stuff of the week, and just come. Mm. So I, 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 t- yeah. I totally relate to that, eh? Yeah. Like that's, I think that's one of the major things that I feel about worship is that, mm. um, it, yeah, it's an act of warfare and like it does bring just like so much freedom mm. and like I really feel like um, 90% of men miss the boat mm. on it like mm. I know people are all different and not everybody's mm. going to be totally into worship, but no. as like their primary form of mm. uh, um, worshiping the Lord. But mm. man, I just, yeah, I mean, you've heard me sometimes. That's when I, I can like start yelling or whatever. <laughs> like that's how I kind of yeah. like break through. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I just encourage you in that area because mm. I find your worship um, – exactly like that Mm. and like then sometimes i see you up there and it's like you're just on the cusp of totally losing it and totally breaking through Mm. and then you might just take a step back (laughs) i just encourage you next time just to get in there get a bit crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) look out (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome i'd be encouraged yeah 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 well, it's God leads, right? So yeah, no. it's still, still about, yeah, it's just what, whatever God's trying to do, it, you know, doing at the time. It's um, it's a balance, right? Yeah. So it's bringing, bringing people with us. But, yeah, no, I think um, <clears throat> I, th- I think it is a precious gift, worship um, and, and singing. And like you say, like some, some, some might not um, feel like they can engage in that way, but um, encouraging people to just to try it, try it and maybe walk out a little bit in faith and just try a little bit. And, and see what happens, you know. It's, it'd be pretty cool. It's really great. I enjoy I love it. I love it, yeah. Um, yeah. On that note, like uh, we sing a wire every Monday at Staff Brief mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and you, you just watch cool. different people yeah. engaging with it. Some yeah. people are just like, oh, it's the worst thing to yeah, do on yeah. a Monday morning. Yeah. But then I can tell lots of people find it quite 
yeah. like freeing as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, music can just change an atmosphere and even more so obviously worship when you're focused on the Lord. Yeah, and even having a, um, an amazing anthem like we do, we're just thinking how appropriate our anthem is in these times, you know, and I was singing it the other night, cycling home in a way, it's like actually... It's when things are when things are easy, you can't really see the the point in some some things. Sometimes some things be, get a bit kind of you don't really realise. It's a it's a it's a song to sing at a rugby game, you know, um, an entertainment sort of situation. But when in times of kind of trouble, or war, or or, or all sorts of things, um, having a song like our song is so amazing, such a blessing. The words of it are are, are um, phenomenal. So um, yeah, may our song sort of. May our song um, resound truth, I suppose, to our nation eh, in these times. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, it, it suddenly becomes different when you're like living through a history lesson. That's right. I think we've been through quite a lull for quite a while, and we're finally like living some something that might be a history lesson one day. Mm. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I mean, the anthem certainly. Um, I find it really frustrating when people go on about it at work, but I. Um, most often bite my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, so I guess the next question, and I, I don't know if we've kind of covered it, but I'm real interested in knowing what really makes people tick. And yeah. sometimes it's, um, you know, it can be behind the um, the means, like so worship might be out here and it might seem like it's the music that really makes you tick, but really it's people being free or mm. um, people encountering God that really makes you tick. Mm. Like how do you see yourself in the kingdom and like what do you really want? Like what makes you just go a bit mental when you think about it, like um, in terms of the kingdom? And your kind of dreams and passions. Mm. Wow! <laughs> just yeah, just yeah, just get into it. <laughs> yeah. I hope you thought about it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, but it's like wow. Um, hang on, pick up my notes. Um, what did I think? Well, we we've already touched on worship and presence, and and how much I yeah love that. Um, I want to see worship and presence beyond the four walls of church. And um, I felt stirrings to be out beyond the four walls church with music, you know, setting atmosphere. Um, you know, I don't know, and I don't know what that is, but sometimes you just got to try it, you know. And um, and it, um, often I do sing it. I try and open the windows in my house a little bit and sing over the neighbourhood a little bit. But maybe I need to be doing a bit more of that and and getting into town or you know just singing on the street and seeing what presence or what what things can change. Um, at work? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Under, maybe. Your, under your breath to start with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. It's um, works a, works an interest, a different, it's quite an interesting, it, it's probably easy to do on the street, um, to be I honest. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, yeah. Um, it worked, but um, I... Um, I I really have a bit of a I probably suppressed it a bit, but I really have a um, heart for for justice or social justice. I just don't like I um I've always felt a thing a thing about it, and whether somehow worship and music could 
a link in somehow with social justice or some and some and I don't have a clue what that is but um, the first step first is like you know when when God brings you up to that brow of that hill he's not going to show you around the corner until you start walking right so um, I, w- I would love to, to share my gift I suppose the, the I guess my music more more widely than what's with within, within church and um, we've been I guess we've got young kids you know we've been through a period of kind of focused on bringing kids up and now they're getting to an age where um, there's potential time and, and stuff and um, yeah I'd really love to see see more of more people experience worship uh, or w- God's presence even if they don't really um, know know what it is um at that time because i don't think you can um persuade through words people about god i think it's about experiencing him and it's like the experience comes first and then the faith and then the knowledge comes second it's not like one plus one equals two it's sort of um been there done that tried tried to persuade people but ultimately you just have to pray that the holy spirit will meet them wherever they're at and somehow um, a, a light switch will go on, and they'll conclude they'll see um, see the truth, and maybe, maybe, and I think it is worship as as part of that story for some people, and um, yeah, that's kind of my ideal of the kingdom is that the kingdom um, breaks out more onto the streets, and we see um, we see people that are in need or people that are desperate um, meet, meeting God. And 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 suddenly getting you know the talk things that we hope you know the th- hope, um, the the truth of the word, not just seeing it for um, people that are you know protesting and all that sort of stuff, but actually see why you know that there's a relationship there or there's hope hope to you know, hope springs. Mm. So that's my that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm wondering like. Um you know, in terms of justice, what do you have any clearer idea of what you like really makes you tick in that respect? Um, I've always struggled with um, what to makes me tick. Um, or just, you know, if you've got any other ideas on on what you mean by justice, and what and um, do you see any connection with the worship? I don't, yeah, I don't know whether they two go together or where they can. Um, I've, I've, um, I want to make a difference, you know. And it's like um, doing your nine to five and kind of owning it, you know, having a house, a mortgage on a house, and having a car and kids isn't enough for me. Going on holidays, looking forward to holidays and stuff, that isn't enough of a difference f- for um, for me. Um, so I'd like to see. Um, I, I'd like, to, yeah, just to do more. And I don't know, but there's, there's such a such a um, thing as about doing more, and I don't, and and it's kind of like fitting that in, into a busy busy life. Is how do you actually do that? So I'm looking I'm looking I'm looking for the answer just as much as anyone is. I think, hey, so asking God to lead. But you know, if it started off with me doing a 20 minute set somewhere, you know, out loud um, of music, or if it started off with me, um, you know, going down to the soup kitchen for um, a few nights for a term or something like that. Just to meet meet different people that are outside my circle, because I'm again, um, that's the other part of, of of hope and thankfulness is um, is thanking God for the what we've got every day. You know, we're so blessed in this country, and we kind of lose lose um, perspective quite quite often. 
but even in this scenario that we've got at the moment, um, the fact that we can um, put food on the table every day and um, we can drive our cars around and we've got kids in school and things are amazing things to be thankful for every single day, even if we're going into lockdown for kind of two weeks or whatever, we have amazing blessings. We have healthcare, we've got doctors, we've got all of these things. And um, I think... I think there's some massive truth in the idea of if you're worried about stuff, just thinking for what things that you've got and turning your your frame around to actually what is what is in your hands right now is an is a massive is this huge way of kind of shrinking or putting anxiety and worry in its kind of place, yeah. So, but I'd like to share it. You know, it's like we can be thankful about stuff, but how do we how do we um bring others along with us? You know, or bring people other people up and share it around. Mm. Um, I'm sure you've um, read David Roos then because he makes an intimate connection between uh, worship and justice exactly yeah, and yeah, like well, there's all those scriptures which if yeah. I was awesome I'd know yeah 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 um, but it's so funny the, when you said David Roos yeah. yeah I was like don't say a book that I haven't I haven't read his book <laughs> yeah because <laughs> well, but at university I remember in university studying listening to his um, his tape his tapes in those days with my Walkman and um, just listening to it over and over again, let justice flow like like rivers. Yeah, it was, um, love it. Yeah, because uh, totally. yeah, if we, it would be a bit scary if we took that a bit more seriously. Because the scripture basically says, and I'm paraphrasing probably pretty badly, but don't sing your dumb songs unless um, the poor are mm. off the streets and you're mm. looking after the widow and you're visiting yeah. people in prisons and stuff like that. And yeah. so that's a uh, yeah. That's a that's a yep. that's a tough one. It is, yeah. but um, you know, bringing. I think you did write about like there is some sort of connection there, and even just changing atmospheres is you know it's almost like the start of like a justice journey. You know, like it's like the first step along the way to like true change, mm, mm. and so. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people around at the moment um, that are feeling that vision of getting getting worship outside um, these four walls. Maybe somebody we'll talk to soon, like um, <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did it. We um, when we were in, in London with the Southwest London Vineyard, they um, we used to do sort of um, every Sunday. They used to go and take food to the homeless uh, on the river and team the teams and so they cook up a huge huge pot of food and and go down there and had a couple of uh, at least one go where i'd um yeah just be playing playing music um while they're serving serving people and then put the guitar down and have have chats to people and, and actually meet them and they were known you know weekly um for being out there um and there was another yeah i had another crack at busking over the over there as well uh with another church and vineyard around the world is known for being out out there and um and we've done it as well you know with hots and other things you know so there's um it's 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 really cool we should we should be it's finding the right spot and the right community that will make a difference you know um you you want to make you want to be kind of in there for the long run not as a not a as fly a, by um, night. a fly by night thing yeah, yeah cuz it's a it's you need it as a commitment thing but yeah yeah I think um, maybe maybe the Lord, like with what's going on at the moment, that might be one of the main things that's happening is mm. like people's hearts that 
have been hardened are like mm. soft at the moment mm. and like die like dying to hear like mm. about that sort of hope. Um yeah, I mean, even just today, like somebody that I know is quite hardened, mm. like I sent him a text saying I was praying for him, even though I know he doesn't believe in that stuff. And he replied, like, I'll take whatever I can get at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, so I'd just encourage you to speak out that hope at work over the next couple of days before the lockdown. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're like I say, we're in a time. It's a we're we we God has got us for a time like this, yeah. And and um, we need to be listening to Him and giving and letting Him give us the words to say. It's 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 not something that we can do. It's something that uh, we need to be open through God working through us to say the right things, you know, and hear His voice, yeah. yeah. And just um, doing those random acts of kindness, yeah, alongside. Totally, totally, yeah, yeah, indeed. So I might have set myself up for a bit of a challenge, eh? <laughs> it's like I've spilled beans, all the things I've held secret for a while, and now you've got them out of me. <laughs> Don't hold me to them. We'll have to edit these out. <laughs> Disgrace for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to talk the talk and walk the walk, don't you? No, I mean, it's mm. the same with me. I mean, I find um, the workplace like just one of the most challenge like it's always been like this weird interface mm. where I've never quite um solved the puzzle no of like how to be like a Jesus follower in the workplace yeah and I just feel like just this year like things are starting to fall in place with that yeah but like um yeah just be encouraged like mm. yeah the one thing that I've been learning is just like how vital our encouragement is to people mm-hmm. and like you've encouraged me over the years and mm. that's been powerful. Mm. You can do the exact same thing in your workplace mm. just by saying nice things to people mm. and just helping out once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like mm. it's such a, I don't know, in my pl- workplace it's a rare commodity to get a genuine um, compliment. Mm. Or like, oh, people do compliment, but to really speak positive words about somebody, mm. not what they do mm. or anything like that, but really say, mm. you know, you're a, you're a really good guy. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Or girl or whatever. Yep. But um, that is such a powerful tool that we've got and we just think it's mm. kind words, but it's so mm. much more than that. Mm. Like, you know, you can be in the worst place and then somebody just says something to you that's Mm. nice Mm. or like not nice that's such a weak word but you know that really speaks to encourage your heart and it can Mm. reorientate your whole day or your whole week or like even weeks yeah yeah just one one Mm. bit of encouragement yeah and once and so often if you speak it if you're reading the bible or you've, you've got stuff with bible within you the book of wisdom um, that that compliment is infused with some wisdom at the same time, or the wisdom that we bring, and um, often in times, yeah, where people are like having a rough time, that um, they need wisdom, and um, we have we have a lot of that. We take it for granted the stuff that we hear on Sundays, the stuff I've heard on Sundays through my you know through through a long time, the amount of times I've used those sermons in work is quite phenomenal, really. Um, lots of wisdom, practical wisdom that we can we can get 
and um, mm. and applying it into the workplace. So that's um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's almost like we don't um, give ourselves enough credit for what we've got because we're no. so used to it. Yeah, like we're so used to this having this precious gift mm. that it's almost like yeah, we we um, we don't think it's valuable anymore. Mm. Mm that we don't even think that those people around us actually need something mm. like this. Mm. Like, um, at least for me, I, I think I get that way sometimes. It's like, oh, they seem hopeful. Mm. They seem like they've got it together or mm. whatever. But um, I've just been learning recently again that, man, we've got something so precious. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, a um, couple, couple of the things I had um, versus that I – I've had my through my life, and one of them was like Psalm 118, uh, verse 105, which is that um, your word is a your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Um, there was um, there's another one, Psalm 139, verse 9. If I rise in the wings of the dawn and fly to the far side of the the, the earth, even the your hand will be with me. And um, they're, they're 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 verses that are in me um, and help me kind of every day. And having those things, like you say, like these bits of wisdom and awesome awesomeness that we can turn to. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it is great. It's something to be really thankful for. Mm. And it's just so awesome hearing like um, where you've come from, like what you're passionate about, especially what you're passionate about actually. Mm, really? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I love hearing like um, what people, what really makes people tick. Yeah. Like and what they really want to see. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, cool. Um, Thank you. I'd just encourage you to yeah to take a few baby steps this yeah, week because yeah, yeah. it's definitely the time for it. I know, isn't it? Yeah. And I'll do the. I'll try and do the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Shake on it. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual shake. <laughs> oh yeah, no touching. No, no, no touching. touching. You stay over there. East Coast nod. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming in, and um, I hope your week's um, blessed. Thanks, Johnny. You too. And um, privilege. Yeah, to the uh, listeners out there, thanks for listening, and um, I hope you get something out of this because I certainly have. Cool. See you later. See ya. Mm-hmm.